I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, welcome. Welcome back to Private Education. I am in my car. It's a hot day. It's a hot, hot day. So the air conditioning is on. I hope you can't hear it in the background. I'm sure you won't be able to. Because the other day when my um, next door neighbour who never cuts his grass decided he wanted to be Dermot Gavin, no one could hear that except me. And it was off-putting only to me. So we're in the car because I'm actually, I'm over. I've come to meet the guest today, who is a returning guest, Kate DeMolder. Welcome back. Hi, Ashlyn. Good to be here. Say, I should say, Fáilte Rash Aaron Podcast, or Goody ah. on, on Podcast. What's podcast, Oskelga? Uh, pod Crail is the ah. okay, yeah. All right, okay. Uh, oh, um, yeah, we're here in Portobello today. Yeah. It's roasting, but we've got the aircon on, so we're good. I'm still a bit sweaty, but yeah, what's still new? Sweaty, sweaty, sweaty paws. What's new? Um, the reason we gave a little small bit of Irish there, for anyone... Any, actually, what we should do at the top is explain two things. We're going to talk about Love Island and the Gale Talks and their correlations, first of all. And that's going to lead us neatly into holiday romances. Mm-hmm. But I'm conscious that not everyone will know... Okay, most people we would hope would know about Love Island, at mm-hmm. least a little bit. If not fans of the show, then maybe people who the have concept. heard of the concept. Yeah. It might not be the same... For the Gale Talks. So, do you want to take it? Have you, I've, I presume you've been. I've been, yeah. You've I've been. been a few times. So, I was... Jeez, I don't know how parents paid for it, though. Like, I wouldn't be able to afford it for my kid. It's expensive. Very it's expensive. like a grand for about three mm. weeks. So, I went for the first time... I think I was 14. And I went with three or four of my school friends. Um, and I think the plan was for us to go to get a good junior search, to get mm. a good Irish for a junior search. So, we went... And it is, like, your first taste of freedom. So, I went to one in Galway, Colosh Camas. And it is out like backers and nowhere. Like mm. you drive to Galway and that's two hours and then you drive another two hours and that's mm-hmm. where you are. Um, and it is beautiful. And so we went in July, I think it was. And I think we might have gotten two sun split in the stones days. And that is heaven. But basically, so your your daily schedule, you go over, you get assigned to a house. Different houses are literally just like Irish mammies or, or Irish uh, families that have a few spare rooms where they've put in bunk beds and they've essentially gotten money from this place to take you in for the three weeks. Mm-hmm. So you go in, you're assigned a house. There could be between like seven and 16. Mm-hmm. I say girls because uh, they're split into different split genders. Into, yeah. Um, and so you stay there. You have a shower rota, so maybe one person can have a shower that morning and someone the next day. You oh get, my God, you had a shower rota? We had a shower rota. rota so. so we just had like a very sophisticated bagsy process. Oh, okay, no. <laughs> so basically on the way home from, so... I didn't know you went to one. What would you go yeah, to? Yeah, I went to Colosse de Chiron, which is in Carrow. Uh, yes. yes. So, and I went four times, which, because I loved it so much. Yeah, it's so fun. It's the best thing. But I, our shower system was on the way back to the house you as a group were leaving the school and you'd say and look forgive me because this was Osberla it was yeah. in English <laughs> we would say like Bagsy the shower and whoever the first four or five people were it would be like okay they'll reasonably get a shower it, okay. and have time to 
you know. Oh no, we had a Rosa. It was, it was always funny. You could definitely always like pick out the people who were like, well, they're not obviously pushed on sharing full stop because yeah, they yeah. haven't tried to bag <laughs> <Yeah>. anything. <laughs> yeah, fair. <laughs> no, we had on our first day, every time I went, it was like, okay, do you prefer showering in the morning or the evening? Mm, and okay. so then you would kind of base a rota on that. That's, very, like, de- Jesus, that's we were very democratic. Stinking. Like we were yeah. t- teenagers literally running around all day because I don't know what your your system was, but Monday to Friday, we would have classes, maybe like nine to 11, little break, uh, then like half 11 to maybe one lunchtime mm. and then until maybe three. And then you go back to the college and you do generally an hour or two of sports. Okay. If it was lashing, you might do something inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But you would be stinking. Like, yeah. It was like, I actually went back and, because I did Irish in college, I went back and worked at the Gale Talks, which is great money, but you fucking work for it. Yeah. Um, And just the smell of teenagers. Yeah. Reminds teenage, me, reminds teenage me of Gale smell. Talks. It's intense. Yeah, like, it's it intense. intense. Hits the back of your throat. And it's, the type of thing where well our little daily schedule was we would go in for nine for class and we'd we'd have class until 12 or so Mm. then we'd go back to the house for lunch then we'd come back in Uh, in the afternoon for like two or three hours of sport and then we'd go back to the house and then we'd come back again for a Kaylee or disco yeah and like the amount of walking that you did. Mm, so like, much walking. So I walked yeah. the legs off myself. And then you weren't fed generous portions. They were very much like... So I was totally the opposite. I came back fat as a fool. Every did time. you? Every time. Oh my God, I came back like a rake. No, In fact, I came back fat a as a fool. holiday would suit me right now if I needed to, <laughs> like, if I wanted to like drop a dress size. No, see, I always fancied all the lads, so I didn't want to do too much running. Which is like ah. women in sport, bad buzz. Okay. I should have been better. <laughs> uh, but like, I, because you you would be smelly and you're like, yeah. I don't have a shower on the road for two days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I wouldn't do that much running. And there was always, every time I went to it, they give you big generous portions every time I went, thankfully. Mm. It might be shite food, but you'd be hungry. Yeah. And then they'd go hand around, um, you know, those packets of like small bars you buy at Halloween for trick-or-treaters. Yeah. She'd have them at the end of every meal. Oh my God, you so, went to like the luxury girl. Yeah, talked. but yeah, my jeans didn't fit by the end of it. And it was like, it was like I had never, thankfully, because I was so young, never really worried about my weight, age 14, 15. Okay, yeah. And then like I came home and I was like, oh, that's so weird. My jeans don't fit. And my mum was like, yeah, you spend your three weeks eating. <laughs> <laughs> I, that never, I was the opposite. I was like... Ran the legs off myself. Our banantee never. The ba- sorry, the banantee is like the lady of the house. Yeah. So she's like essentially your mammy. Yeah, yeah. your mammy for feeds three weeks. you and provides towels and all that kind of stuff. Exactly. And she, our one, although a lovely, lovely woman who's actually a, the parent of some of Ireland's most prominent broadcasters. Um, Stop. Yeah, that's so yeah. funny. Uh, she never gave us treats, and actually. Um, the orange was diluted and it was all very like it was all like there were I don't want to say prison vibes but yeah, like we're, yeah. you know some, of them do. some kind of and it was very much like oh you have 18 pieces of sweet corn and you cannot have 20 okay that's sort of okay. vibe um, and there were 16 of us in that house yeah so fair enough no fair enough know. to have 16 so we, girls we in your house to, for three weeks is a lot it's a lot like yeah. and we used to save up money and go down to the shop before class and buy like wedges and sausage rolls from, oh, the, nice. from the deli counter which oh, nice. felt like a Michelin star meal, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So that's kind of the Gale Tucked experience. And the mm-hmm. thing is, it's very much a hotbed for summer romances. Yeah. Because you are basically putting 200 girls and boys into a, you Between know. Between the ages of, say, 14 and yeah, 17. 14 and 17. So, yeah. like, prime. Yeah. Prime. Prime. Like, you know, horny teenage yeah. years. Yeah, you can smell it off them. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, the want. The want. And you're... Putting them in a room together and and telling them to dance together, to sit dance, together, hold hands, hold and hands, do a eat dance, lunch together, uh, like uh, yeah, so many different like 
it, it's the first time also you experience people out of your immediate social circle. Exactly. Like yeah. I, so I'm from Kildare. I don't think I had met anyone really my age outside of Kildare yeah. apart from like cousins or yeah. whatever. Yeah. So it's your first time to meet people from like Donegal yes. or like Galway yeah. or whatever. And they just, it seems so foreign, which is yeah. so funny to think yeah. now, but it does. <laughs> it like does, yeah. it does. People who have different slang for different things, people yeah. who wear different things, yeah. who whatever, have different school bags. and Or, like, or I, I always found it was so fascinating. Exotic. So exotic. And I always thought the exotic um, older girls were mm. like I was like I always found myself obsessed with like someone who was 17 yes and I remember distinctly being like you know thinking back on it and being like that 17 year old in my head is was a, woman. a 28 year old yeah, yeah. like I remember her being I remember this she needs to shave girl. her underarms 100% she has benefit mascara exactly yeah, yeah. Like she is grown yeah. up like and I remember being like taken by this girl mm. and just been so fascinated by her and I remember being so fascinated by her ability with Men. the boys yes yeah, yeah. I remember because everyone was like captivated by her and she did she had this real devil make hair like I don't mm. you know I'm not pushed by any of this you boys are just boys yeah and I remember being like wow because yeah. at that stage obviously I was absolutely the least cool person in the entire <laughs> county never mind just that college like <laughs> the, you know and I remember just thinking she was fab and so yeah, you I get a lot had, of fab types you do like yeah and I think the thing the kind of what it has in common with Love Island for me was like I've seen online loads and this is kind of the crux of the thing I've seen online people being like you know for whatever Love Island couple it may or may not have been like oh how could they say I love you they've only known each other for two and a half Mm, weeks mm. how could they be best friends they've only known each other for three days Mm -hmm. that girl from Casa has only been here for 24 hours and yet they're like lobbing the gob and they're doing this and they're sharing the beds like this is the key thing that I think Love Island has in common with the girls is everything is very intense yeah it's relationships are very intense it's I was thinking about it when we decided to do this and like it's it's so true, everything is very intense. But also, what I find really captivating is, like, first of all, the mystery, right? So you mm. go and meet all these new different people. And it's, as we say, it sounds so funny, but, like, I remember meeting, like, Dublin girls with, like, uh, highlights in their hair and, like, like juicy couture bags. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm hanging out with, like, literally Paris Hilton. <laughs> um, or, like, and it sounds so mental, but, like, you no, almost true, create though. a new version of yourself. And I think that's 100%. what's the most captivating thing, that yeah. you're like, they don't know me. They don't know of all the embarrassing things I've done. They don't know how I boringly spend my Tuesday nights. They just think I am just this girl who's arrived in the same place as them and I could be anything. And I think yeah. that's so captivating to a 14-year-old so amazing, yeah. who is, like being told that like for the first time oh your legs are too hairy or uh, you're not cool or your body's not there yet or whatever so I think it's so captivating and it's so it's that's real you know when you I felt that too when I arrived there now don't get me wrong I I wasn't able to transform into some super cool person that didn't happen for me but I think the possibility of getting there Mm. and being whoever you wanted yes like because for me anyway like when I was that age boys weren't interested in me because I think I was like the friend I was always in the friend zone Mm, first of all and then I was also always in the among a group of girls that I was in I was always the like I don't want to be like patting myself on the back here but I was the funny one rather than Mm, the good looking one or I was the funny one rather than the one the boys wanted to get with got you so I was never I was never seen as the starring role no no leading lady kind of never like very far down in the Mm. cast I was practically an extra yeah and when I got to the Gale Talk I was able to I was able to make friends 
as a leading role, mm-hmm. I was able to not go after boys because that's know. absolutely not what happened. Yeah, but like, but I was able to project and more sure of myself. Like, I actually think I was able to become who I was mm, definitely. in a way because it's just a clean slate. Nobody knows who you are. That's it. You can be whatever you want to be. And I kind of get the same vibe from Love Island. So, like, I kind of feel as though friends of the cast of Love Island or whatever you call mm-hmm. them, the Islanders, would be looking at it going, who, who's that? Like, you know what I mean? Do you think It's they something go, I find so funny. And I, it's something I find so, like, almost cruel in a way. Because, like... So you put someone in like Tasha or whatever and she got a lot of stick because she was like, oh, I'm usually this sassy person or whatever. And listen, they're all going to be victims of editing. And people are always like, I'm waiting for this sassy side and there'll be a picture of like a meme of a picture of a skeleton or whatever. And God love Tasha, <laughs> she got fucking wrecked for it. Um, but like, first of all, you're a different person with different people. If, yes. that's, if that makes sense. You're going to be different uh, in the relationship with your mother than in a relationship with your boyfriend or with your boss or yes. with your friends or whatever. So I think it's not fair to be like, oh, I only know her as this like one uh, dimensional thing. Mm -hmm. Um, How dare she be this thing? And fair enough, like it's a common thing of friendship. I just recently wrote an article about how slagging is an Irish love language. And I truly believe it is. And sometimes in, in British culture as well. And we will always slag each other if we're on telly doing something weird or looking weird or looking stupid or whatever. But like, I do think it's a little bit cruel to be like, oh, I don't think this is the buzz. I don't think that's yeah. her. Or yeah. I know her and she's not like that. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It is. No, that's true because you do turn into someone else when you're in a different mm, environment. You totally. actually do. And that's not being, that's not you being Fake disingenuous. Or, yeah. No, that's literally just because you're in a different environment. And then I think that then the other correlation with Love Island and the Gale Talks is it's so, the relationships you form there mm are so such strong bonds such strong bonds and such quick bonds and mm. so such unique bonds right yeah. so like I was thinking back on my Gale Talked experience and I had my first kiss in the Gale Talked oh did you yeah no it did it was on hate poke it, it was ut- yeah, <laughs> yeah it was my hate poke and it was utterly meaningless <laughs> and horrible and not enjoyable um, and it, it was very much like um, you know there's one thing that's not missing from either Love Island or the Gale Talks is like peer pressure. Yeah. And it was very much a thing of the girls, word got around that no. I hadn't ever kissed anyone. <laughs> and I was 14. Oh, that's like, traumatizing. And they were all like, ah, you're 14. Oh, and I was God, like, I love yeah, you. like I thought that was early doors. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm fine. And so they were like, you have to kiss someone. And I was like, oh, geez, okay. And they were like, who do you like? And I was like, oh, I like Jonathan. And I picked this guy and I, when I say it was random, Yes. Oh, and when I say it was random, I mean he was tall and he vaguely resembled something that I thought I yeah. fancied. But at yeah. that stage, my what I thought I fancied was fairly broad reaching. Like yeah. I, I could have been anyone. Yeah. And I picked him, and they were like, "Okay, him. we're making it happen." And then the next time there was a disco, one of my friends went up and was like, "Jonathan, you're kissing my mate, or you're meeting my mate," which mm. is what they said at the time. And then he was like, "No, I'm not." She's mad looking or something. Mad looking. Yeah, no, he did. He, honestly, he was like, no, I'm not kissing her. It stayed for <laughs> Like, he said something like that. She's mad looking. Yeah. And I remember, and I was like, oh, okay. Oh, like objectively mad looking. But <laughs> he didn't need to say it in front of me. Now, later on that night, he was like, go on. Because I think he was in a game where the more people you kissed, the 
that you would win it or something. Oh, Beat the Slapper, one of them. Is it, okay, Beat the Slapper. Yeah. What a name. I know, for I know. Disgusting. I know. But yes, I think he was involved in some kind of tournament. And <laughs> so he was like, fine, I'll kiss her. So I hated myself, but I went over yeah. and I kissed him. It was disgusting. I didn't enjoy it. He wasn't a good kisser. Yeah, Jonathan, if you're listening. <laughs> yeah, he was never going to be. But Hollywood's fucked us in that way. Like, we all think our first kiss is going to be romantic and perfect. I don't think I enjoyed kissing until, like, no. maybe my 10th. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You yeah. really have to get good at it. Yeah. And you also have to be with someone who you want to kiss. Yeah, like, that's yeah. key, I yeah. would have thought. Um, and, yeah, Hollywood has fucked us. And it's fucked us in our first time kissing and our first time having sex. Like, oh, could, could has, write a thesis on like, that. Like, it yeah. has made us... Like, I was speaking to Grace Campbell recently and mm. she's um she's a comedian. Her uh, dad is Alistair Campbell, so uh funny. Mm. But so she she's funny. funny. <laughs> she uh she was like, I'm uh, convinced that uh everything sexually before twenty five should be wiped off. Yeah. Written clear of and I'm yeah. like, Yeah, totally. Like I don't think I enjoyed sex until I was at least twenty four. No. And I mean it maybe it shouldn't be wiped off in the sense that well, you're, yeah. you're, you're practicing and you're getting yeah. there but I agree it should be wiped, up, wiped she off had had a lot of people. Of, is it good or not yeah I had a lot because of people written to her being like uh, oh I'm 24 and I'm a virgin I'm so nervous and she's like do not worry about it people are not no. enjoying it right now so no that's yeah. 100% yeah, 100% no one's enjoying the ride no like it's no brand. and I don't think I really think it was a rare occurrence for someone to enjoy a kiss in the Gale Talk oh, which God, are, yeah. like which could also correlate with Love Island because sorry imagine you were just being watched I know as you kiss someone in a bikini I don't ever you know Would when you, you will yeah like eh. eh and you're even as viewers of Love Island you're watching this kiss and you can hear the kissy the sounds cam, yeah. and you're like they they can't be enjoying this and I always mm. find do you ever look at the cast or whatever after they kiss each other they kind of move away and they're like laughing and awkward and nervous mm. and it's not because they're like in a natural environment they wouldn't be nervous to kiss mm. a guy or a girl but in front of cameras they're like oh my god I have to they can probably this. like this hear the like of the camera yeah, zooming yeah, in yeah. to their like tongue and then sorry another thing that happens in the Gale Talk to Anne in Love Island is after a kiss finishes people cheer and that happens oh yeah do you know the Forgot way like that, you yeah. know when you're on the we went did you have a ball on Ungral a what now? A, a wall of love. A oh ball no! Of but I figure I thought you were. No. Yeah, there was a big. Um, I think it was actually made like one of the days it was pissing rain outside, and we had to look at art lessons. We were like, okay, so got a big, um, massive, massive sheet of paper, and basically drew loads of hearts on it. Right. And then if anyone kissed, you would put their names in the heart, and it was hung up on like the gym wall or and whatever. And was this sanctioned by the Kinnera? I think like I think if you're working in a Gale Talk you know people are going to get the shift every night because so I think it's a given we were, thing we were very we were n- very much not encouraged like as in <gasps> they, really? yeah like oh, there was, no, it was there a was thing. no I there think was, our like um the, like the two owners of it I think they like met at this Gale Talk when they were like 15 or something ah, so it was like, there was almost so they like kind a romantic of, story okay of it. so there's lore to yeah, go with it like, yeah yeah in our Gale Talk I, I don't I, know whether it was like set up by a, a gang of priests yeah, or what but it, it could be actually you never know very much disencouraged you were like and uh, and was this uh, every year I went there was this story of the girl who went home pregnant from the Gale Talk fuck off yeah now I don't think that girl actually existed do you think right uh, well, I mean, I know a couple of people who got the ride on the beach. On the beach? Yeah. Very romantic. There was a beach right I mean, near where we lived. is it? Like, sand is essentially dirt. No, it's horrendous. Yeah. No, <laughs> yeah, I couldn't yeah. think of anywhere worse. So chafy. But I think the thing was, they snuck out. Oh my God, I didn't know anyone rode. Yeah, they snuck out after, like, bedtime or whatever, and went down to the beach, 
and had the ride. Now, look, I wasn't oh there God. in person. I don't know if the, if if it was if the deal was sealed or if it the the rumor yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. But like, someone went home pregnant. But That's scandalous. No, I don't think that actually happened. Well, no, you wouldn't know you were pregnant. Realistically, say if this happened on the very first night, you wouldn't know you were pregnant three weeks in. No, you wouldn't. No, exactly. No. And you so certainly she wouldn't, wouldn't be sent be... home with a bump. Was what I was imagining. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. And if she was, the ride <laughs> happened quite a bit before the <laughs> Yeah. Um, and that's another thing that I'm always like thinking of when I'm watching Love Island I'm always like they're not allowed really ha- like they are okay obviously they're allowed to have the ride and mm. a lot of people do have the ride but like they are on international television their parents are watching yeah it's the parents they, that would fuck me and they are in a room sorry they're in a room yeah with like imagine 10 smell of other it. couples every time I see them all in the, on the bedrooms I'm like imagine the, the smell in there yeah, the but also can you imagine the ambient noise oh. after midnight like, can you imagine? Okay, so you know the way the camera always shows them all going to sleep or whatever. There's always at least three or four couples who are mm. at something. Moving duvets. Can you imagine? Yeah. I the think you'd have, to, you'd have to request that one of the runners get your ear, earplugs to be like, oh, absolutely. I, I'm, I've awakened her too much. Or maybe they play white noise into the room or something. <laughs> and, and The sexiest the, of soundtracks. Yeah, do you know? Her. <laughs> just so that you can like, just so you can get it on without having to disgust your like bed neighbours. <laughs> and like, obviously in the Gale Talk, there was no, like, I mean, when I say there was, you could not get a male person but beyond the border of that house like there was mm. no, you couldn't even have a guy in a garden never no. mind in your room I was at one before and the ban on tea so the, the family who lived there mm. the like older brother was there right. and we were literally feral looking at him He oh. and like we were discussing 14 15 year olds and he was I'd say 21 mm. and probably only came home because he couldn't afford rent in Dublin yes. like we're like only there because he had to be yeah. and we were like hi Sean we had a, we had a brother say we had a younger yeah, brother exactly, too yeah. and his name was Richie and I'm giving a lot away here and everyone will probably be able to figure out which exact house I stayed in. But his name was Richie and he was, yeah, probably 22, 23, something like that mm. at the time. And we were all like 15. And I remember distinctly a girl in the house called Dawn. <laughs> and she came out of the bathroom one day and screamed. And we were like, oh my God, Dawn is getting murdered. Like we were, we were like, what is happening to Dawn? So we all burst out of our rooms, all 16 of us, into the corridor and Richie was standing there and he had come out of his own bathroom down the corridor mm-hmm. wearing a towel. <gasps> and she screamed at and him. She, scre- she screamed out of sheer excitement because <laughs> she had seen someone <laughs> in a towel. Oh my God, spot that like catholically repressed Seriously? Irish teenager. And then we all burst First out. First time she we saw all... a torso, she was like, what? And it was just a torso. And it was it was like, it was nice, but it wasn't. Like, I mean, it was, you know, screamed. it wasn't David Gandhi. Yeah. It's one thing like your eyebrows going up, but screaming. She screamed. She screamed. That's fucking like nice. like a full. I'm not going to hurt everyone's ears, but yeah, yeah. it was a scream. And oh we, my god! We thought she was gag. being killed. Yeah, truly. And you know, it's that. That's actually something you not you don't see on Love Island because Cause look, of death. Everyone has half a torso. Everyone has abs. To yeah, ki- like to hand out over yeah. there in Love Island. But yeah, so that was like that was the an indicator of how Randy and god, inexperienced yeah. and you know we were all just like let loose and and I mean look there were there was other things going on there was a lot of and this is actually something I wanted to touch on there was a lot of female friendships built yeah I one of my I'm still really close with a girl I met, met in the guild that's so nice yeah, I love really that close. you're still close now mm. I'm I'm actually I'm still close with the people I went there with as in yes, yeah. the, the, the friends of mine that I went with Alison and Jane they're still two really close friends of mine mm-hmm. but the people that I met there I it's so weird, right? Because the friendships are so intense mm. and you you 
like imprint on these people. Totally. The people that live with you or the people that are in the same room or the people that are in the next door room or whatever it is. And you have di- you form it's it's you form so many different bonds. It's it's almost like a a lesson in new friendship because you totally. you are meeting all these people who are completely different from you. And like I remember this one girl, Orla, who I just thought was so clever and now she was like it's not mm. you know she was so clever and so like uh nimble with words and just she was just so sparkling like that's how mm. i would describe her and i totally clung on to her like as in i was just like i i really want to be friends with mm. you and that was kind of my first experience of that because you know when you're younger you you just are friends with the people who live near you yeah it's never like a oh my god i want that person as my friend i think that's also it like you kind of um I think it's something that I only kind of realized later in like my kind of teenage years. But mm-hmm. like you have like friends of convenience. Yes. Friends because they're on your road or in your school or your mom's friends with their mom or whatever it is. And here you're actually meeting people that you're like, you're class. I yeah. want to be in your I, circle. Yeah, yeah, you're amazing. Like yeah. it's it's almost the first time you meet people and you're like, oh my God, people mm. are unreal. Yeah, like, yeah, totally. People are way beyond mm. like standard. Like yeah. th- these are And great, they know like, things that you've never even heard yeah, of. Yeah, totally. Yeah, they're just such and a fascinating. they say funny things. Yeah. And they have like, yeah, like you were saying, slang from different mm. places and like everything's they so wear interesting. different things. Yeah. And you're just like, whoa. And I, I get like when you see all the new girls and all the new guys meeting on Love Island, like they, you can tell by them that they each, they imprint on someone and they find mm. their like friendship soulmate in there. You know the way there's yeah. always like t- a casual lads. Or, yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. Or like this season it was uh, Jax and... Luca yeah less and of it, they less were said about them the better oh, but anyway they yeah. both need to be in the bin yeah true and they can go there together yeah um, <laughs> we, we don't mind no um but they formed this really intense male friendship mm. and actually the only thing that I will give them because they were pretty despicable mm. the whole series but uh, like I really enjoyed that they sat down together one of the days or a couple of the times actually and had like a really in-depth conversation yeah. about how they felt and they cried and they were talking about their friendship and how they'd miss each other yeah and I thought that's lovely because yeah, that was for nice to see young men to see that who may be or not as fluid with their feelings or mm. as vocal about how they feel or whatever to see that was actually lovely. Yeah, that is fair. Um, but the friendships that you form in the Gale Talk and the friendships that are formed in Love Island are intense and powerful mm-hmm. and full of like meaning. And I think the romantic relationships mirror that in the sense that they yes they're intense yes they're like they feel so vital and mm-hmm. so important and so and so devastating much like, when they end and oh, so devastating like, like I was I was watching Love Island it was one of the last days or whatever someone was leaving and they were bawling and I was sitting there with my boyfriend and he was like oh god why are they bawling they're gonna see each other soon or whatever I was like I remember crying the whole way from Galway um whatever that train station is in Galway, and uh, back to Dublin Houston where Mm. I was being collected. I remember like, like heaving, bawling. And like, we had a reunion planned. We were all going to see each other on Wednesday. We'd all swap numbers. We were all already booked in for the next year, but it didn't matter. Like, I was like, these are my people and I miss them. And you know what it was though, right? So that's, I felt the exact same every time I left. I would cry and cry. I would be devastated. Even though we'd have plans to meet, we'd have each other's numbers. But the thing that I found, and this is what happened on my very first holiday romance, and I think we can segue into holiday mm-hmm. romances from here. But like the thing that happened on my very first holiday romance that happened in the Gale Talked that I would imagine would happen if I went into Love Island. 
If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. I was bawling, leaving, because I was saying goodbye to the person I had become. This is it. I was saying goodbye to the the leading lady mm. version of myself that I was saying goodbye to. I was saying goodbye to that weird, unique, very short-lived, very powerful super special time Mm -hmm. like a very unique time period where you'd never recreate that yeah never and that's what Love Island like I think Laura Whitmore said it on the reunion show which was shite yeah I only watched 20 minutes oh my god I tuned out after 20 minutes as well I was like I can't take another second but she did say that like only the people that are in that villa will ever know what it was like to be in that villa at that time exactly and it's kind of the same with the Gale Talks and it's the same with a holiday romance you're you are plucked out of your normal life you are put into somewhere where the normal rules don't apply social you know the, the, the social conditioning that you've had for your life thus far is completely different you are completely different no one from your real life is there to mm-hmm. contradict mm-hmm. anything that you want to be mm-hmm. which is the case with a holiday romance like yeah. your next door neighbours who have known you since you were a toddler mm-hmm. aren't there to be like well Ashling, why are you being so loud you're mm-hmm. not nor- normally like that this is not a visual medium, but there's a lot of hand gesturing going on just so everyone's in touch. Yes, a lot um, of hand. I'm a very hand gesture. You are a very hand gesture girl. But no, I totally agree. And I, I do think that's kind of the most captivating thing of like, whether it's Guild Talk, whether it's Holiday yeah. Romance. Like, so Holiday Romance, for example, if, if you and I were to go on holiday tomorrow, we would, we would finish up our work. We would finish up our boring things. We would have maybe our nails done and our hair highlighted and our bags packed and we're we're ready to go off just the best version of ourselves, the version we want to protect or project. So whether that's fun, whether that's not bogged down by work, whether that's not thinking about like, oh, I have to put a washing on or I have yeah. to do a food shop or all the boring things you do. Like it's not thinking, OK, I have to check in my emails. It's literally you going with this one solo goal of like having a good time. And so mm-hmm. you're literally the good time gal for it. Yes. So then for people who... Or in my case, I'm not so much a good time gal as like a I'm going to lie down a lot gal. Yeah. You yeah. know, I don't I don't necessarily want to have a good time. I don't want to have a lying down time. Good time can I be lying down. Chill. Yeah, yeah, no, that's true. Um, good time can be lying yeah. down. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I present sex podcasts. That's what I do. <laughs> but yeah, so you go over and you then 
are projecting this image of yourself onto others. So yes. other people will treat you like yes. that. Yes, oh my God, you're so right. Yeah. And other people will feel like they can be that. They can be the fun yes. girl. They can be the like... They can be whoever they you're want. You're easy breezy yeah, and yeah, you're yeah. having a, you're out to have a ball and you're loving this and you're mm-hmm. loving that. And I think I can be this way around you. So yeah. I also like where this is going. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's why so many holiday romances happen? Because, okay, think of an ordinary two weeks for you and I in our early 20s, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Say we're both single. We're both just living our lives. In the space of two weeks, It's it would have been highly unlikely for me to like run a, run upon a man who I thought, oh my God. God, I'm obsessed with you and I want to have sex with you and I yeah. want to be with you forever. Yeah, no, that didn't That would be rare, yeah. right? Whereas on holidays, it seemed to always happen. Because everyone's radiating this glow because they are giving off like the best version of themselves. Totally. Never take away weather and stuff, which obviously has a huge effect and like everyone's like half naked all the time, which totally. also does things. Yeah. And everyone has also probably presented themselves. Like I know we've kind of gotten over, thankfully as a nation, having to have a beach body or whatever. Of course. But you've probably like gotten your wax. You've probably gotten new clothes. You've probably yeah. whatever. So like you are projecting this person that you have, have planned in your head that you want to be for yeah. this week or two. Yeah. Actually, yeah, a holiday, like a foreign holiday is the only time I'll ever outfit plan. That's it. You know, yeah. so, so you I have this in your head. Yeah. You, it's, you are your own personalized project mm-hmm. that you were like, this is exactly how I'm going to come across, what I'm going to say, what I'm going to talk about and all of these kind of things. And then likelihood is, so is that other person who has caught your eye. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the the want for fun yes. is and excitement why, and excitement and, stories and newness. And, and, yeah. yeah, that's all there and present and it it does lead to romance more often than mm. not. And the thing about a holiday romance is, like I was only speaking to my sister about this the other day, holiday romances are not the same, not at all the same as a romance that you start at home. Yeah, no. From, for obviously, there, there's many, many reasons. But mm. the key one is, like you are not who you are no. and they are not who they are when you're on holidays not at all like that's just that's you can't the, be the main thing yeah. like you're just not aside from the fact that you know you've got responsibilities you've got a job you've got things that stress you out you've got etc etc et like all the different things your routine is different your mindset is different your clothes are different like every way possible what you're projecting out on like say a night out is very different on the yeah. first night of your holiday yeah and even I mean in the first flushes of a new romance when you're in your own environment mm-hmm. everything is very exciting and you're chatting about and you, like there is nothing more intoxicating than someone thinking you are marvellous I and I mean like when someone is just like dying to text oh my you god and tell so me about yourself yes. and yeah so nice like is there anything better than someone who's like even simple things like tell me about your family tell mm. me about like what how does like, that make you feel how, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know and just when totally. someone is discovering you for the first time yeah, it's, that it's is kind like, of you're discovering yourself being like oh yeah. maybe life isn't so bad totally yeah and you're also able to give your highlight reel as well mm. you're able to be like well here are all these wonderful things about me and we won't talk about all the shit yeah behind exactly the scenes. and like you're able to be just you're able to like design yourself for someone mm. else and that's such a special feeling and I think that's why uh, holiday romances are so powerful because mm. there is nothing more delicious than that feeling of so true someone finding you finding you as new mm-hmm. you know yeah and um, special and, un, and like an untouched resource. Exactly. I always wonder with the holiday romance thing, 
I imagine it's very similar for celebrities. So say mm. if you're Justin Bieber and like, fair enough, I'm sure he does a lot of work. But also I'm sure I'm sure day to day, I'm sure day to day his life it revolves around like him doing essentially whatever he wants on Absolutely. the days he's not working. Yeah. yeah. So in in essence, every day is a holiday for him. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I wonder if he has been, I don't know why I zoned it on him, but if he has been in relationships that have almost felt like a holiday romance in his like current life. Yeah. Because he wakes up every day and decides he wants to buy this or fly there or whatever. And yeah. he, can, he can project this person on himself to another. So I think when celebrities meet a person, even if it's in their own natural environment, they can have that holiday romance again and again mm-hmm. and then when it comes down to being is that, like is that why celebrities like get married after three weeks that's what I wonder so like and then you always hear of celebrities having to break up two celebrities because of scheduling differences so yes. obviously they've had like a beautiful couple of weeks or a month or whatever when they, were, they when they happen to both be in exactly the same city. and they both met in, in a club and they mm. both chatted and yeah. whatever and then all of a sudden they tried to make it work and they're like oh actually yeah yeah and I real think, life like, doesn't work with this like the the I was thinking about Khloe Kardashian actually and her meeting your man what was his name? Lamar. Lamar. Oh my god I had uh, I watched that episode of them getting married yesterday during lunch. God how timely. I didn't even make you do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah literally and I was like he was like she was talking about getting married and, and I was like oh Tristan and she was like Lamar. I was yeah. like oh my god. Yeah because it was like 11 days or something. Yeah, They yeah. knew each other for no time at no all. No time at all. And they got engaged I think they got engaged like a month after they met. So mm. they got or sorry they got married a month after they met. I think yeah. they got engaged after like a week and a half or something. Yeah. And my like that just screamed holiday romance totally. To me. And I mean, I you know, granted they weren't on holidays, but they were, or they must in the have state been, of mind. In like the they state didn't of mind, have yeah. to worry about the things that you and I worry about, like getting no. petrol for the car or no. the boring bits that yeah. like make up every day. Yeah, and I feel like what he was like a. a basketball player I mm-hmm. think yeah and so I feel like when they met he must have been off season because he spent a lot of time yeah. with her she must have been flailing around with all her money mm-hmm. and so they kind of were on a holiday a bit yeah they know? weren't struck down by schedules at that stage and no. they were like oh this is kind of fun the fact that we're both rich and young and hot and, and have I time to kill the, the rich thing is important because mm. I feel like you and I may have been married before if we were loaded, yeah, because totally. you know what I mean. If we, if, if money was no object for us, of course you'd have a wedding. It's a party, co- absolutely. Yeah. And you'd be like, I can just get divorced. Yeah, hundred percent. It's it's gonna cost me a few grand, but fine. Mm-hmm. Like, and so I think that's why celebrities are always like, let's get married because that they, they forget, or maybe they don't forget, but maybe they ignore the fact that that level of intense. Oh my god, mm. I am captivated by you, and I will be forever. Mm-hmm. They take that one step too far and get married. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whereas we feel it in the Gale Talked, people on Love Island feel it. Yeah. And they they stop short of getting married yeah. because, you <laughs> yeah. know, first of all, they're 14, but second of all, <laughs> you know. But like, it's like that feeling, in a way, I'm going to say, is a little bit dangerous because when you're, if you've Oh, it's like a drug I'd imagine. It yeah. Is. Like, like when you have a holiday romance it. as an adult. So say you have a holiday romance when you're like 28 mm-hmm. and you do think to yourself I love this person and I'm never going to stop I think you automatically like when you're in a relationship you imagine yourself with this person like and whether it's a fling or whether it's a whatever if you have any sort of feelings you're like is this what my life is I don't know I felt it myself and I know a few of my friends I've said to them before you you start seeing someone or whatever and you're like is this it like is this me like and then you start thinking whether you want to marry this person or not you're like oh yeah I suppose yeah we'd live in Meath and we'd have horses and we'd have whatever you you imagine this idea in your head because that's kind of what society tells you to yeah have you ever had a holiday romance 
Yes. Have you? Yeah, I wrote about it actually for Patreon recently. It was um, well, it was my first holiday romance. I was 16 and I was in Ibiza. And you were in Ibiza at 16? Yeah, but with my parents. It was, like, it, I wasn't cool. That's a bit chic. Oh, it was cool. Yeah, like, it was, yeah. And it was actually a really nice place, but I fell deeply in love with... Oh my God, now listen. <laughs> he was a German water polo player. Oh, say no more. I <sighs> think say no more. And he was <laughs> way older than me, or at least felt way older than yeah. me. I think he might have been 19 and I was 16. And he was so tanned like yeah. so tanned it was obscene yeah he had those, abs, those Europeans really he can. had shoulders he had I what mean, was his name like Klaus uh, what was it Oliver oh Oliver yeah. I was hoping for something pretty Oliver. more German no Oliver um, no okay, anyway. <laughs> imagine how to mean Klaus yeah no it was Oliver his last name was pretty German but I won't give that away in case he's <laughs> in case he's a listener it, in like case he's a listener <laughs> I'm sure he tunes in every week my friends they were like yeah okay yeah fine. you know they enough. were they were totally yeah very hands-off which I appreciate and still do yeah <laughs> and so it was fine but we were in love and then <laughs> I had to go home I was it I had to go home or he went home I can't remember but I no I think it was me I think he arrived after me so therefore it was staying longer yes and I got I remember as though it was yesterday getting onto the coach back to the airport the transfer thing and like that crying my eyes out like bawling like sobbing and I remember distinctly being really embarrassed because I remember everyone in the coach looking at me and being like what the fuck is wrong with your one it's so heartbreaking it was so heartbroken and we had exchanged addresses and promised to write to each other oh my god that's so glam and like because nobody had we didn't have a phone like yeah so we'd exchanged addresses and we said we'd write to each other and of course we didn't and after I, I, I imagine you would have been a real writer, real letter kind of gal. Yeah, no, I was. But yeah. I remember being like, what am I going to say Probably to embarrassed him? He doesn't and speak English. Oh, yeah, sorry, the language. And, sorry, of and course. I do, and, like, and this was the key thing, right? We didn't have anything to say to each other outside. Of, no, we, yeah. didn't have any, we didn't have much to say anyway because we spoke different languages. Yeah. <laughs> but we, we literally didn't have anything to say to each other outside this world that yeah. we had built for ourselves yeah. on holiday. Yeah. I had no interest. I lost interest very quickly. Okay. And this is why I wish the Love Island reunion had been filmed in four weeks time. Because... When that buzz wore off. When the buzz wears off and all of a sudden you're sitting across the table from each other eating your dinner Mm. in Luton. Mm. And you're like, yeah, we're really good looking. Yeah, we were on a show together. Do I actually give a fuck about who you are? Yeah, yeah. Do I actually want to have a conversation with you? I know. Do I actually want to go home and meet your parents? Maybe no. Yeah. It's what you do on the shit days that really makes you. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's how you get on on those days. Mm. And it's what you find captivating about each other months and years down the line. Yeah. And how your ability to make things feel new again. And that's work. And that's not what a holiday romance is about. Do you know the kind of way? Talk to me about Andrew and Tasha. How do you feel about them? God, long pause. I just, I just don't... I think it was convenient okay. for them. Okay. And I think when Tasha realised the public didn't like her, she was like, feck, I better get into this relationship mm. quickly and solidify my place here. And I, I just think there's a lot of layers to it. Mm. And I definitely think they'll break up. Oh, yeah. And I also think um, sh- her asking him to be her boyfriend, I felt like... She no, it was that was totally fine. Like a mm. girl can do it, a guy can do it. That that doesn't matter. It's not. It's not. It's not 
that but it was very much like performative kind, kind of, of performative yeah. and kind of you know, they all are in, in, yeah. in there you know every relationship request is like a second song and dance but mm. like I felt like it was her in the driver's seat not that's not to say that Andrew wouldn't have done it but I think to me I, I always felt like she was a bit panicked she was a bit like oh my god I have to be the first person to ask to get okay, into a relationship I yes. have to be seen to be like even flat Ted that teddy bear that she yeah, had that was so odd So and that and was obviously like so a, 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 a siren song towards Molly May. exactly yeah it was and just a bit weird and it was very like I'm, I don't know about like, teddies either though so I'm not a, I'm not obviously not the right audience no me neither not. but but at the same time I think it, she almost it's not like she had a Love Island bingo card yeah. and someone someone said to her okay if you tick all these boxes you'll be in the top three yes. and she went leave don't it with leave me. it with me you know have it have you ever had a, lo- uh, a love romance I was going to say romance. <laughs> a no, holiday romance a holiday romance I've never had one no, no I had a girl Even type girl boyfriend oh, so I you? had a girl type boyfriend okay and tell me more so it was I'm going to say it was maybe the second year I was there. So I'm going to okay. say 15. My birthday's in May. So I was probably just 16. Okay. Um, and so what's really funny is in the Girl Talks, um, everyone, you only call each other by their first name. And mm-hmm. so say, for example, someone's name is Tom. You might call them Tomas, the Irish okay. person. Yeah. Um, was so that, never did really that make you caught? No, no one called me Koch. Oh. Because my surname is Demolder, which is Belgian, whatever. I yeah. was the, always the only name on the list that wasn't translated. Uh, I think okay. they might have thought I was foreign. I was fine okay, with it. Yeah, 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 fine. Uh, I was fine You're with it. You're from Kildare. You're yeah, practically are. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so no, I wasn't Koch, actually. Um, but, yeah, so I... You only know each other by everyone's first name. That's the okay. point I was getting at. So you didn't know anyone's surnames. And so I won't say the first name of the guy who was my boyfriend... Um, but his surname I only found out later when he added me on I'm gonna say Bebo oh. was the same as my mum's surname before she got married Barrett okay so I was like we're cousins <gasps> we're obviously cousins we weren't we were, reader we're not <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I was like as soon as I saw Barrett I was like oh my or Barrade or whatever yeah, yeah, it was in yeah. Irish I was like oh my oh, fucking shit. god so yeah went out can't believe so it was Gorma actually cousin. really I know <laughs> long story short TLDR um so it was actually really sweet. So the girl I said I'm really good friends with, her mm. name is Afric. Okay. And she actually was really fancied by, I'm going to give him a name so I don't speak his name. It's Colin Paul. Paul. Plain Paul. So Paul um, was there in the girl talk with his best friend, Kevin, Queen Right. And he fancied my friend Afric. Okay. And so he, we were all kind of friends. And Queen I think he was, might have been in my Irish class or whatever. And he was like, I really fancy your friend. Um, how would you like recommend I get some alone time with her? Okay. And I was like, oh, maybe I'll ask her to go for a walk or ask her to whatever, sit yeah. down beside her or whatever. And he was like, hmm, okay. And so then that left myself and Paul mm. susceptible to love. And so then ah, the yes. four of us the old kind love of. by default. Yes. So love the four of us uh, became like a. A couple. I was about to say foursome. <laughs> yeah. Um, so like, Africa and I would go home and talk about the boys, and I'm mm. sure they would. They probably didn't talk about it such that much, mm. but like, yeah, that that was our buzz. And I think we all broke up on the last night, and obviously tears and yeah. horror, and yeah, actually no. Paul uh, broke up with me on the second last night, and I was like, m- like horrified and mortified, and thought we were going to be together forever. And I was like, he lived in Dublin. I was like, Kildare's not far from Dublin. Um, all of this kind of stuff. And why did you think you were going to be together forever? Because girl talks, yeah. because like just yeah. that intense love that, intensity. that you were just like, and also and did you're he so break up young. with you on the second last night, the so second that he could night. score rings around himself on the I last night. I don't know. I don't know if he kissed anyone. I but I do remember. So one of those really captivating women that we talked about earlier. Yes. Um, her name was Siobhan, and she lived in our house, and she had an Abercrombie and Fitch T-shirt, which I had never oh, owned the anything. Dream. Of. Yeah, yeah. white oh, gold, like gold that said, "I'm not with stupid anymore." 
and she made me wear it on the last <gasps> night. And it was caught. Yeah, everyone, everyone was like, <laughs> I was like heartbroken in tears, and she was like, "No, fuck this." And she was like eighteen, so she was like been around the block in terms okay, of girl talk yeah, club. Yeah, yeah. She'd and been she around the like, block at eighteen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Her, yeah. And she was like, "No, fuck this." So I wore it to the like. I think we only were allowed to have a disco on the very last night, mm. and so he probably was riding, riding rings around me. Mm. Um, but yeah, I wore it. I've never felt so like woman in my life. Oh my gosh. Um, so yeah, it was captivating. That's that is early feminism. Yeah, it was early feminism, <laughs> but. It's funny, like, there are people I went, like, so I went to the girl doctor or whatever, and you kind of, I maintained really, uh, a really close friendship with one girl, that girl, Afric, but otherwise you wouldn't really think about girl talk people throughout the mm. year. You might, in like, say happy to some, happy birthday uh, to someone on their Beeble wall or yeah, whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. But then I started going to college, and I came across people I went to the girl talk with, oh and I God, was so like, did, I? did you? Yes. And I was like, there was a, it was a girl in my Hi. class. Yeah. Yeah, Queeveen, who had gone with Afric. I was like, this girl, Hi. Kira, Kira yeah. was in my class, and I remember being like, Oh my god, we were in the girl talk together, and, and she it was, was like, almost yeah. a little bit embarrassing because you're like, I had this like really intimate relation with with you, yes, for like three for like three weeks, weeks, and then that was it, yeah, and then now here you are in my life what, again. What are you up it's to? So bizarre. yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was not. I actually found it comforting on the first day of college to know someone. Yeah, that was it. Was yeah. actually really nice. Um, How do you guys know each other? We were in like a we an Irish language together. cult for three weeks yeah. when we were sixteen. How do you know each other? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like it was, a, and it was a really good like backstory, and it was it was nice to have that familiarity mm. I think on the first day and also it was nice to have that like like she knew the Gale talked me mm. which meant that she wasn't jarred by the college me because yes. the college me and the Gale talked me were very similar yes because school me was in Bogged a box down by limitations yeah, in a yeah. box that people had put me in totally when I wasn't able to build my own box mm. and then when I went to the Gale talked I started discovering parts of myself that I loved mm-hmm. and I brought them to college yeah you so know? nice and then into my adulthood obviously yeah it's so beneficial to be able to just like as it, like as, as I said at the start like it is an expensive thing to do and like it do, it's not for everyone sadly mm-hmm. but like it is really beneficial in those really hard years to be a teenage girl I'm sure it is boys well I've no experience but in those really hard years to be a teenage girl it is so beneficial to go out and just meet new people yeah. and allow to try yourself um, try on different personalities of yourself yeah. different versions of yourself different versions of other friend groups mm-hmm. um, and just to be able to like experience more I think it's so beneficial and it kind of gives you the confidence as well to be like Oh yeah, they're my friend from the Gale Talk. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. You're not, you're not confined. I'm more to than what you just see in front exactly, of me. Exactly. Yes, yeah, and yeah. I'm, and I'm more than, you know, I don't need you necessarily. Mm. I have other friends. You yeah, know, yeah, and yeah. That kind of, it's, it's quite a powerful thing and when also, you're a teenager. That's it, and also just to be like, I can go somewhere else and people will like me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. To not think you're stuck. I did some polling on Instagram. That Ooh, I'm oh go. yes, I saw that. I was wondering. So I'm gonna go get the results now. So, on at Private Education Podcast on Instagram, if you are interested. I asked, have you ever ha- had a holiday romance? 64% said no. 36 said yes. Yeah, see, I'm in the know. I've never had a holiday romance. Okay, I thought I thought it would be most people for some reason. I thought it'd be like 95%, yeah. Potentially. And I kind of was wondering about the poll whether people would say they would, even mm. if they hadn't. Um, but no, I've never... 30, yeah. So 36 said And it's yes. not that like, I've always been in a relationship. I haven't, but no. like... No, I just never, never had it. Never never happened for me. And then, did it last beyond the holiday? (laughs) 72% said no way. (laughs) Oh, that's still more than I thought that was going to be 95%. 28% said yes. Okay. So there is hope. I'm intrigued by this. Yeah. Because I was was about to wrap up there by being like, don't bring your holiday romance home. It's not going to (laughs) work. Yeah, yeah. This this kind of shit on that, didn't it? And then the last one is, did you think you were in love at the time? And 
So seventeen percent said yeah, Scarlett. Fifty three percent said ah no, I knew it was lust, which makes complete sense yeah. because that's you know what most of them are. And thirty percent said ew no. So ew, no. Com- combined eighty three. Oh my god, are we just like over emotional freaks that just like fall in love at like sixteen at anything? I think so. Yeah, yeah. This is cheaper than therapy. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I think though the my rule would be like thinking that you can take a holiday romance or a Gale Talk romance or indeed a Love Island romance mm-hmm. and bring it home and insert it into your new life or your, sorry, your real life, mm-hmm. leaving behind the heady, you know, gorgeous days of holidays. Mm. It's it's rare that that will pan out. Like, yeah. logistically, it'll have to work. You know, I'm not sure how close you lived. He was from mm. Dublin, you were from mm-hmm. Kildare. Yeah. As 16-year-olds, that probably wouldn't have worked. It probably wouldn't have worked, you know. No. Thank well, you. also the fact that he dumped me. And that, and <laughs> you know, and that. But, like, <laughs> I yeah, I was hardly going to commute to Germany for your yeah. man. You know, like, it just, logistically, it often doesn't pan out. But then, aside from that, even if you both happen to be from the same city, mm. when you meet up in real life and you go, oh, you're not in a bikini. We're not mm, on a beach. You're not we're sparkling. We're not going for cocktails tonight. You're not the fun, frivolous, just it's like, a shitty lot. Tuesday in November. Exactly. Yeah, I it have IBS and cramps at the same time. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. How do you feel about that, yeah. Paul? Yeah. Like it's not the same thing. It's not yeah. going to work. And you know the the notion that the person that you meet and like the feelings that you feel in those days when you're mm. on holidays you have to remember that they are on steroids on steroids yeah and compacted and compressed and very very much under a, a special kind of rose tinted yeah glasses. a cloak of kind of headiness yeah exactly and it just it's not it's not real it's not real life guys yeah so I know if, you're not a drinker but no. for the drinkers of the podcast it's like two glasses of wine the perfect before like you started like actually start to slur but you're like everything's a little bit sexy okay yeah <laughs> yeah oh my god yeah you're really selling wine to yeah. me here <laughs> but like i just want you're, you're just like so mm, you're just buzzed. like ah, this yeah is cool buzzed um if anyone has listened to this beachside right <laughs> if you are listening to this oh yeah from you know some beach somewhere and you're looking across do you fancy the pool, anyone right now yeah like slide into the dms obviously mm. if you're mid-holiday romance let us know oh do but at the same time, if you're in the middle of a holiday romance and your life is about to be ruined because you have to go home and leave this perfect man, please bear in mind that they are not the perfect man. They're not the perfect woman. Mm-hmm. You haven't met your soulmate. You, it, it is no. like incredibly unlikely. Well, 20, 20, whatever, 8% proved us wrong. I don't know. I'm going to have to que- I'm going to have to query that. I'm going to have to get on to this. This is people. no longer a democracy. It's now a dictatorship. <laughs> Was it ever a democracy? No, I I but I I feel as though I don't know. Okay, so one third or slightly less than a third of romances have panned out. That still leaves a big Actually, margin of error. glassy eyed and shaking her head. <laughs> I just don't believe it, Kate. I just don't believe it. So yeah, if you are poolside, listen to this. Thanks for listening on your holidays. Mm-hmm. And um, also, just walk backwards away from the German, the hot German. Yeah. And say goodbye at the door. Just imagine them with hemorrhoids. See how you feel. Yeah. yeah. Or imagine Im- imagine them like when they're hung, hung over. Or mm. they imagine them when they're like... Not being able to fill out, like I'm trying to think of specific icks. Like getting annoyed when they're trying to book a flight in Skyscanner. Or like... Yes, Taking or when the, the Wi-Fi won't work yeah, and they're f- yeah. absolutely freaked and throwing their phone at a wall. Yeah, yeah. So driving just, ten and two, that kind of stuff. <laughs> driving ten and two. Imagine 
the love, the romance that you're having right now. Imagine that person driving ten and two, <laughs> and see how you feel then. You'll run. Okay, Kate, we're going to wrap this up mostly because I actually my car is going to run out of petrol and the <laughs> air conditioning really really has an effect on that. Did you know that? Are yeah, you, I knew are that. Are you a actually. petrol head? Yeah, I, yeah, I did not know head. this. Yeah, I knew that sadly. Um, so we are going to have to get a wriggle on and I may have to actually take Kate with me to the garage <laughs> because I don't think we'll, we'll have much time. Um, so thank you so much for returning uh, as a guest and hopefully you'll come back again. Yeah, we will do. I'll be mm-hmm. happy to spill my guts one more time. Deadly. And everybody, thanks so much for listening. Um, if you have any time on your hands, especially if you're on holidays actually because you do have time on your hands, uh, please leave us a review or a star rating or a comment on Instagram or share us on WhatsApp or whatever you want to do. We would really appreciate it. And until next week, stay safe in the sun. SPF for everyone. Mm-hmm. Have fun. Goodbye. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com.